Hi, um, I'm Kate Tejero, and I'm here with Tad, my my eldest daughter. And very warm welcome to our podcast, which is called Life, Work, and Other Stories. Um, I'm an executive coach, and I I write a bit as well, don't I? Mm -hmm. And you can introduce yourself, and then I'm going to introduce our guest, which is very exciting. Yeah, so I'm Tabby Tejero, and I'm on a gap year. I've recently just applied to university to do an acting degree for 2021 um that's pretty much it (laughs) yes well we're in the moment so tab and i had a a conversation um when was it about a month ago yeah maybe a bit more than that um because the applications hadn't been made to university um and it was what what do i do what am i going to do next tabby was going to do a gap year didn't do a gap year um did but couldn't do anything did but couldn't do anything and we thought, wouldn't it be really interesting, because so many people are going through such a lot of change at the moment, to um, to meet and talk to some really inspiring people that have that have just had really interesting, uncharted journeys, mm. you know, yeah. and followed their passions. So today, we're really thrilled that Ron Carter-Bannon is with us, and he's an interior stylist. Um, I could say he lives in LA, but he doesn't live in LA at the moment, and he's he's literally on the way from LA to live in Europe, which is very exciting as well. Um, and uh, and a number of his clients are um, well, very very world known, I would say, globally known people, and a lot of uh, <laughs> celebrity A listers right at the top of the list. So it's all really cool. So we're absolutely thrilled that you're here with us. Um, and I think one of the things I was going to ask initially was um, it, obviously that passion and that creativity runs through you um but actually have you always had a job that's allowed that or was there maybe a catalyst or a spark you know sort of early on in in your life or even later well the funny thing you know i started out i don't know if you know this as an actor really yes i have a ba in general theater studies yes that's what i graduated and so my first job was acting I had an acting job, professional job. Um, we toured or we the Mon- to the Montana Repertory Theater, and we traveled around the United States, uh, and we performed To Kill a Mockingbird. And that was my first acting job, my first that's professional so job. Cool, that's really interesting. Wow, little little trivia you didn't know about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so that that um, you know that creativity, that passion, that inspiration—I suppose you know whether for people, for characters, for individuals—clearly always been there. It's always been there. But I actually went into the course as a costume and set designer. Oh, and okay. So you went in the other way. I went the other way, and I, you know, I lived, was going to school in Montana, and there are not a lot of people of color there. And mm. so they needed a black actor for one of their shows. And I said, oh, I'll do it. And yeah. it was a very, very small part. I can't remember the play. <laughs> and it just kept growing and growing. And my passion for it kept growing. And then I became an actor. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. So you kind of fell into it, right place, I, right time. I fell into it. Yes, yes. Right. And then so when... when... I... Oh, go so... ahead. No, I was just going to say, when you kind of were in it and doing your first job with it did you think that that was the road you were gonna take or did you kind of know in the back of your mind that you enjoyed it but you wanted to do something else uh you know I went into it not really knowing what the future was gonna hold for me 
And when I graduated um, and, and I had my first job and then I auditioned for a few movies, I worked on a couple of films, small films, and then I was unemployed and I didn't know what to do. And I, I didn't have that whole starving actor thing, like waiting tables. I'm like, oh, that's not for me. Mm. Um, so a friend of mine said, well, why don't you go work for um, Eddie Bauer? It, you know, I was living in Seattle at the time and their headquarters was there. And I'm like, well, I need to pay the rent. Mm. So <laughs> I went in and um, I just, you know, I asked for a job and they had, you know, um, position as a greeter. I'm like, okay, I, I can do that. <laughs> uh, and then I, I noticed this young woman in the distance one day on, on one of my shifts and she was styling and making everything really pretty. And I thought, that's cool. Mm. And I approached her and I'm like, hey, so um, if you ever need any help, you know, <laughs> I, I could help you. And she's like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And left it at that. And one day she did, she needed some help and I, she started training me and about six or seven months went by and she decided that she was going to go on a missionary with her, her partner and um, her wow. job became available. So I interviewed for it and they took me on a trial, you know, trial and yes. see if it work. And that's how my career started in design. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's, that's really is amazing. But I wonder if there's an, you know, listening to you, there's an element of just being open, you know, being open to opportunity, you know, because sometimes, or, or, or being willing to ask, you know, and look, look at someone and go, whoa, what they're doing is interesting. Why don't I go and talk to them? Because sometimes mm. we don't do that, do we? We don't. And I think as you get older, I think when you're young, I think you are, I can just do anything. Yeah. And as you get older, you become a little bit more reserved because you're like, oh, am, am I taking a chance? Am I, am I, you know what I mean? It's, it's that yeah. whole reservation you have, have as you get older. Mm. So, but for sure, I, when, when I was young, I felt like I could do anything and everything. And I was willing to accept and go out there and try, you know? Yeah. That's so. Wow. So from that moment, would you say you've kind of been on the same path of where you are now from when you... Uh not auditioned, what's it called, interviewed for that job, would you say you're still kind of doing the same thing or have you gone away from it a bit? Um, I feel like I'm still doing the same thing. I feel like my, I've been very fortunate in my career because I've been lucky to have always had a creative job. Mm. Um, and I think I've just always been open to that. Um, let me see. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm hopefully I'm answering your question correctly, but I think that I'm 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 still I feel like there's still more out there for me. Yeah, and I'm willing to, you know, go on an adventure and find out what that next step's going to be for me. Mm. Um, it's scary, but yeah. it's also very exciting. But I've been very fortunate because I feel like the universe has always kind of steered me in a way that creative jobs and opportunities seem to find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kinda... And I think, you know, I think what's, what's really interesting for me listening to you is that there's that, you know, that real curiosity there. And often if we're curious or we're interested or, you know, look at what other people do or Tab did a, did a modeling assignment a few months ago um, for a motorcycle um, shoot, the British electric motorcycle. And I remember when you came back, you know, just that whole, there were so many people doing so many different yeah, things. Yeah, like lighting, and of course, set design, sound. 
videography like there are so many so things, many things in the same field which of course when you're at school you you don't you, you just don't know do you you there don't you so don't there are many things that one could do that, yeah. that you've never even well you've just never even heard of or your life hasn't given you the visibility you know the opportunity to to see it I, I remember working on my first commercial um I think it was like three years ago and I think there were like 40 people on set and I and the commercial was like maybe 30 seconds but yeah. it took a whole day of filming and like props and this and hair I was just like this is crazy but it was exciting too but you yeah, don't yeah. realize how much goes into like a production yeah, yeah absolutely well it's fascinating isn't it and I know sometimes I've watched the end of the movie that I love um and you know and sometimes the credits will be quite small and others you'll think crikey yeah when you actually look hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and actually in terms of those opportunities if that's your what you want to do Mm. yeah and for a bit of background well not that much background but like for you what does say if i'm looking at a month what does your kind of day-to-day look like in your career and your job well in my last position yeah um the thing okay so i was i'm a stylist assistant buyer mm-hmm. florist and manager wow so <laughs> lots of things so, but it all but it all is for the same company so i so i basically but i also because i worked in retail for a very long period of time as a manager in a creative job and it was all about numbers mm. and making money so I, I, my job, I had to take the numbers and the creative part and bring them together. And that was really hard in the beginning because I only know, I only knew how to make things pretty. Mm. And I had someone approach me and say, this is really beautiful, but how much money is it going to make me? Yeah. So learning that early on and, and applying it to my, my last position, you know, I had, you know, I had a team of people I worked with and we would talk about numbers. We're like, okay, we're bringing in this product. We're bringing in this furniture. And how much is it going to produce? Yeah. So that was a that, that was the conversation first. Then we would start building how we're we going to make this beautiful. How are we going to make the consumer think that you need to have it? You know. Yeah. So so my my week was basically like looking at numbers, seeing what inventory is coming in, also managing the aesthetic, looking at my floral team, and like you know what flowers are we going to do this week? Um, what textiles are we bringing in? So these are these are conversations I would have weekly yeah. that was a, and then you know i was i would say you know because our store was an interior store but we also have production mm. and and every day could change one day i could go in have a plan like we're going to do x y and z and then some one of our clients might say well i'm having a party this weekend and so things would have to switch automatically so you ha- you need to be able to be able to switch your brain and go okay yeah We've, we've already planned the week for this, but we had another thing layered into our week. So how do we make this all work? Mm. And I, th- I think what's, what's quite interesting about what a lot of people are going through at the moment is that that ability to to think, you know, perhaps perhaps with it, you know, being creative or, and I know some people, you know, when I do things that are maybe off the day job, if you like, that are quite creative, you still have to have the commercials within them. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Some yes. would say, oh, well, that then boxes it in. Well, no, not necessarily. It, no. it might actually mean you need to be more creative in order to do yes, what you need yes. to do, but you're bound by, or do you know, need to be like savvy in yeah, how exactly. to make that viable and to yeah. be able to make it like your living. Yes, yeah, exactly. But also that I think you know, to, you know, to your point, the thinking on your feet, whether it's 
something unexpected or a crisis or whatever it's that okay well it's here <laughs> i can't i can't get rid of it you know how, where's where's my strength or where's my you know yeah. the wherewithal to to deal with said thing that's appeared on the yeah. horizon <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, i've got yes. a Big question, a which big would be question. a big question okay, for anyone go for it. that's had like a whole career. What's one of your best or most memorable experiences within your work or one of your favourite things that you've worked on? Gosh. Oh, okay. I know. So celebrity florist, Jeff Latham. Mm. Uh, I worked with him on a couple of projects and he he was aware of my background in retail and presentation. And he hired me to be the production manager on the Bloomingdale holiday windows about five years ago. And, and this is, this was amazing because it was just like, first I was scared. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, fake it till you can make it. I'm like, well, here you are. So what are you going to do? And not really knowing New York city that well, but, but, I had to navigate and like if, if, if the designer needed X, Y, and Z, I had to make sure I can go get it and I had to figure it out and find it. And you had to think on your feet very fast yeah. because, you know, they were spending a lot of money on this project and they were, you know, and I was in charge of in, in making sure like product was arriving, teams were, you know, had what they needed. So that, and then when it was all said and done, it was like, oh my God, I did it. Mm. I did it. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is so silly. So there's a, the style section in the New York Times, which I love. Every yeah. every Sunday morning, I would, you know, look at the style section. Mm. Well, after I finished that project, I had to fly to Florida to work on a big wedding. And I get a phone call from a friend. He's like, you know, you're in the style section of the New York Times this Whoa. week. I'm like, what? Wow. He's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no. So I, I, <laughs> and so I remember going to get, get, get the paper and... And there I am with the head designer and his assistant. And I was like, I'm in the New York Times. <laughs> oh my God. So that was probably one of the highlights of my career. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's one of those amazing things that you're not only being in, in the paper, but the recognition, but sort of the recognition doing something that you love and you care about. And it's sort exactly. of a, you know, it's validation and underline, isn't it? And I was telling people that they're like, oh, you work so much, you work so hard. I said, look, it's not really work because I love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it has its challenges, don't get me wrong, but I do love what I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, even when it's hard, you know, being able to follow, you know, as you said, that there are challenges, but actually following one's passion and perhaps being, I don't know, a bit brave, a bit courageous about following it you know and thinking that that is what I want to do or who I want to meet or what I want to experience and mm. actually you know f- finding a way of doing it sometimes isn't it? it's thinking okay so yes. I'm not naturally part of that group or that team or those people or those people that know yeah. but, you know how can I where's the side door or, or you know or whatever yeah which is really cool mm. that's so inspiring mm. yeah we spoke a bit before the podcast about I because I was going to ask a question about um the creative industries being thought to be female dominated. Um, and you obviously said that actually lots of florists that you've worked with are men in America. Yes. So and we you... think it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It must be. <laughs> um, but have you ever found kind of 
competition in that or like rivalry like how you do and say if you have a really big business and you've got two people going for the same role there'd obviously be rivalry there have you ever come across that in the work you do kind of competing to be I guess the best to get hired to do something oh for sure it's so competitive um I've worked on jobs with florists who are so talented like far more talented than myself Mm. and um and I just felt like, you know, for me personally, if you if you work hard and you show ambition, you know, that that reads well. People are like, oh, I want to w- work with this guy because he, he works really hard and he doesn't, you know, he'll just do anything. Yeah. And sometimes people see that as like, oh, you're trying to maneuver your way into this situation. And I've, I've been in situations where it's been kind of challenging because someone has accused me of trying to take a job or, or something, but it, that wasn't the case. Mm, that, mm. So that, that director came to me and asked me for my card or if I want to work with them. And it, it influenced some of the um, uh, negative behaviors within my florist community. And this is not, not I'm talking about all, but just the people that I have worked with. Yeah. And not all people, because most of the people I work with are amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're all amazing, but you know, we all want to work and continue working. Mm. And you want to, and you maybe some people want to inspire to, to be a big brand, be a big florist brand. And that was never my goal. My goal was just to create be- beautiful things mm. and to continue working. Yeah. But it is, it's very, very competitive. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, and I suppose that, everything's competitive isn't it yeah. whatever we do and well I, and I well I, yeah I think because I think when you get to, I've been very fortunate because I've worked on a lot of high profile jobs and so people want to continue to work on those jobs and and be discovered and so that was never my thing I was just very fortunate I I was thrust into this situation yeah. and I flourished in it and I loved it yeah and so you you deal with people who want a, a piece of that yeah yeah, oh, absolutely. But and, and I think also, as you say, it's, it is very contagious, isn't it? You know, people that work hard or are inspired or, you know, even yeah, if the days are really long, you you want to be part of it because you're creating whatever you're creating, whether it's, you know, a piece, an installation, a film, a, a song, yes. um, you know, a piece of writing. Well, you know, I, a friend of mine told me once, he said, you know, I'm not the best at what I do, but I work really hard and I show up every day. Yeah. And I might, and I've always remembered that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that piece is about becoming the best, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> because you can't exactly. become the best in a day, but actually, you know, you, if you, you do can. your thing every day, you just constantly yeah. learn more about yourself and your skills and who you are and, and you know, and keep on you learning know, it. The funny thing you say, because I remember when I was a manager for, for uh, Eddie Bauer and I had, I had a whole team of designers and I needed a new designer. I hired this young woman, and we're still very good friends to this day. She was so talented. She just like blew me out. I mean, she was better than she's far more talented than I was. And I was almost I was jealous of her because it was like she was showing me up. Mm. <laughs> and I and I was just I didn't like that. Outrageous. And I'm like, how dare you? And um, I said to myself, you know, you know what? Either you're going to be jealous of this woman, or you're going to learn from her. And I chose to learn from her. Yeah. And then later down, later in my career, I went to work for another company, Anthropology. I was the uh, visual manager for two of their stores. Oh, cool. And um, my, my old district manager said to me, always hire people who are more talented than you because yeah. they'll make you look good in the long run. 
Yeah. And I will always remember that because you can't know everything. You can't do everything. Yeah. But someone's going to have a skill that I may not have. So take that person and bring them into your team yeah. to make you stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's that great, that, that classic expression, isn't there? Never be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And actually, when you go into a room and you know you're there with people that are up in your game, yeah, it does make you pedal a bit faster and your heart beat a bit faster. But actually, yes. you know, it, work it makes you work harder. Yeah, exactly. And you mm. want to be more of who, whoever more you are. Like and how you see them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to ask you, um, you're obviously, get, you know, personally, you're moving from you're moving from the states, um, in yes. LA, and you're moving to Europe, um, and obviously, there's <laughs> lots of other things going on in the world as well. Yes. So it's a massive change. And what I was thinking is, um, you know, I, I suppose some of it we've talked about already, not surprisingly. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that have got changes on the horizon for whatever reason. You know, some have been positive catalysts, and some, you know utterly difficult devastating and difficult but how do you um you know i suppose the, work through that 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 change on a on a on a daily basis when it's something so massive that you're doing you know moving your home and your livelihood and you know what you do well it's first of all the move was just you know it was a little scary yeah you know because you know because you know I am moving with my husband, yeah, and he and he's lived abroad several. You know he's moved to Australia, he's been in the states, so he has that under his belt. Yeah. He's he's comfortable with that. For me, it's like I've moved from a different from one state to the next, but I've not moved to another continent. You know, yeah, another yeah. continent. So, um, so that was very challenging and scary for me, like internally. And it took months for me to go. Oh God, this is this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to navigate my emotions <laughs> with that because, because it's very scary to like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving a, a job where we were doing quite well yeah. during, a, during a, I love it during a pandemic. I mean, um, the thing is like, you know, with interior styling and design, people were home. So people were de decorating their houses and, you know, remodeling. So the yes. art business was great. So now I'm moving to another country. And so how do I translate what I've been doing in the States to another country? Mm -hmm. um, so that's been something I've been not struggling with, but just trying to like get my hand wrapped around, Yeah, you know? Uh, some, some of the good things for me, I would say is that a, a dear friend of mine who I worked with in the States moved to Paris and he started his own company. So I've been kind of speaking with him a little bit and just kind of discussing like, Hey, I'm going to be in Europe. And um, if you need help with anything, so I'm trying, I'm, so I'm trying to network with people I already know here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Which is the first step of anything, isn't it? Change. Talk, to, exactly. talk to who knows a lot and who knows nothing. Cause everyone will give you something. Exactly. And I think, too, it's like, but how do you stay creative in, in a pandemic when you can't go and see your friends and, and you can't, you know, work is very different now. Yeah. Work is not what it used to be. Um, and I have other friends. What you do is very visceral, isn't it? It's very hands on. And it's, it's very hands on. Yeah. It's very hands on. I mean, I've worked on a couple of jobs where, you know, there was uh, one of our clients who wanted to have a, a party during a pandemic mm. for 50 people. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And, you know, it was, you know, like I said, it was a high profile party, but it was very stressful, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but very but many different it, reasons, I should think. You know, for, yes, for sure. I mean, a year ago, but actually now, you know, layers. Because, you know, you're working with, with a mask, and, you know, everyone's being tested several times. Um, this is, you know, it's, it was kind of nutty, but it, it, it came off, it was beautiful, it worked. But how do you translate that into international mode? I mean, it's for me right now, it's all about networking. It's all about networking right now. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, Oliver is very connected to, um, well, Oliver's my husband. Uh, he's very connected to um, hotel industry. Yeah. And, um, and there's, a, you know, a lot of these hotels, high profile hotels, you know, they have floral departments. Mm. Um, so hopefully I can start connecting with some of these other hotels in Europe. Um, I'm not, I'm not, counting anything out no. i'm like i said i am a creative person and i feel like you know europe's gonna be a whole other oyster for me yeah oh you know yeah well, i so, think the fact that you've got such a positive view of that will will make all the difference anyway yeah because it does i think it? so you know, when we look at something with a bit more positivity or sparkle around it and even you know as you say i think what well, you know fabulous thing to talk about in terms of networking because actually it is other people you know, yeah. how we connect with other people has has become so much more obvious this year in terms of you know who we connect with, who we're, how we're connected with people. But actually, yeah. it does make it does make a huge difference, doesn't mm. it? Whether it's support or someone will listen, or yeah. someone will actually just say, "No, you need to talk to them." <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, but I'm still working in the states as well. Yeah. I, you know, when I left, you know, they were really like sad that I was leaving. Mm. Um, so there, we had some conversations about me, you know, cause I'm the assistant buyer for one of the stores in uh, the States. And, you know, a lot of the things that we buy are European design. And so I had a couple of meetings and like, well, you're going to be there. Perfectly yeah. positioned. So <laughs> why don't you, well, why don't we start, maybe start thinking about you purchasing for other stores in the states in in that in the area that i was working in yeah. so we're still in negotiation we're still talking yeah. how it's gonna all work so there are a lot of things uh, you know we're on the table right now yeah, so that's, so cool. that's kind of where we are that's so cool honestly it's been so fascinating speaking with you it's been absolutely amazing i think really inspiring for people and insightful and we've loved it thank mm. you thank you so much Oh, thank you for having me. This was so exciting. Oh, no, it's uh, wonderful you being with us. Thank you so yeah. much. And, and ha- happy safe travels. And we look forward thank to seeing you. you when you've landed in them in Europe. Yeah, marvellous. So cool. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.